Welcome to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought. Hello and welcome to today's COVID and Markets podcast brought to you by the Dividend Cafe. This is David Bonson. I am the Chief Investment Officer at the Bonson Group with our daily bulletin on COVID and the markets. Uh, the markets did uh, close up today, but barely. They had been up a little over 300 points and gave a lot of that back at the very end of the day, although the energy sector and the alternative asset managers had a very strong day. But um, the market essentially, after having one of its biggest weeks uh, in 45 years a couple weeks ago, then followed up that big week with another up week last week. And so most were probably expecting a sell-off here this week. We sold off about five or 600 points on Monday and Tuesday, made a lot of that back on Wednesday, and then today kind of puttered around. Uh, the futures had been down, and then they went up right before the open. Led to a pretty uh, good day of trading throughout the day, but then, like I said, giving some of that back near the end of the day. From a technical standpoint, the breadth of yesterday's rally or the advance to decline ratio, how many stocks were up versus how many stocks were down, uh, which would again indicate what we would call breadth, was about two to one positive. So on really massive um, high breadth days, you you can uh, see that go six to one. And we've had a few of those days here lately. Yesterday's 450-point marker rally was not one of those. Um, the credit spreads in the high yield sector and in the investment grade sector have inched up this week, which is interesting. Some of it you could argue is in line with a little bit of the risk off trade from equities selling off a bit. But with the Fed engaged in that market, certainly from a couple of weeks ago, those spreads had really fallen and to see them inching up a little is worth watching. Uh, I will point out though, that one of the most vulnerable areas in the high yield credit space is in fact, energy and the cost of credit default swaps, the insurance one pays on the credit, has been declining, uh, which is somewhat interesting. All of these things I just mentioned about spreads and CDSs, there are charts at covidermarkets.com. On the health data today, uh, we did hit a crisis low of case growth again at 3.4%, which affirms Tuesday's move higher as more of an outlier. And in terms of the growth rate of new cases here in the United States, um, I suspect from everything I'm reading that new cases will kind of level out here for the next few days before drastically decreasing, hopefully, and Lord willing, next week. Uh, big, big increase in testing yesterday appears to have all been from California. So there's some question as to what that outlier may be. Uh, but then in the today's testing, it looked like we were up again, very close to 200,000, 193,000 plus change. So really strong numbers of new testing relative to where we had been at around 140,000 average of new tests being conducted per day. The um, uh, report of Quest Diagnostics being approved for a... Um, uh, antibody tests that they now have updated to believe they can get 200,000 antibody tests per day processed is, is quite interesting. And um, I also, by the way, at COVID Markets, provided a chart because I believe a fair number of people who read the data are from Orange County, California, as the Bonson Group is headquartered. And there is a lot of breakout of Orange County-specific data 
just absolutely remarkably low amount of coronavirus cases and stunningly amount uh, low amount of, of deaths from coronavirus hospitalizations and, and so forth. So interesting data to read if you are uh, following Orange County. Um, let's see. I will encourage anyone listening who's interested to email COVID at the Bonson group.com for a brand new uh, client report on uh, monetization of treatments and vaccines around coronavirus that our own director of equity research, Julian Frazo, has completed. It might be worth your attention. I do think before I move on from the health data that one of the most important things that has to be pointed out is this focus right now on how many people they believe had coronavirus before we really were paying attention to who had coronavirus. A New York State study now coming out today is indicating the number could be 10 times what they expected or higher, uh, that potentially 3 million people in the state of New York have already had coronavirus based on an extrapolation of data from random uh, testing that they're doing, uh, sample-driven testing. Uh, They need more testing to really kind of verify, but out of a 3,000-person survey, um, did that, the, the, that's how the numbers play out. Santa Clara, California, Los Angeles, California is in early stages of testing that are indicating some of the same types of signs. Why does this matter? First of all, it would indicate an absolutely, uh, minimal mortality rate compared to what had originally been feared, which would be very encouraging if in fact the fatalities divided by such a vastly higher number of cases does tr- uh, prove to be true, but it also would mean that we have a far more immune society than maybe we had previously expected. So there's a lot riding on those tests, and and so far there has been no exceptions to the prima facie conclusions some of these uh, studies are, are indicating. Um, just by way of update, 2% of the active COVID cases in the United States are deemed serious or critical. 3.3% are deemed active, uh, serious or critical worldwide. As I'm sitting here talking, the House has not quite finished voting on the um, Paycheck Protection Program extension, but they are voting. It's expected to be um, uh, voted into law and then uh, the president signed into law here all by the end of the day today. It's taking a little longer because they're rotating people in to vote around some of their sheltering requirements, and then they have a proxy process or, or a a quorum issue that is, is, anyways, the normal methodology and procedures are just a little funky, so it's taking longer. I'm just going forward assuming, in fact, that there's no last-minute complications coming. Now, one thing on the political sphere that I think you could argue is somewhat interesting in the last few min- uh, last few days is Senator Leader Mitch McConnell doing a radio interview yesterday where he actually advocated that states that were are going to be in severe financial trouble out of this pursue, uh, rather than pursue federal funds, pursue bankruptcy. And the reason why I say it's interesting is obviously it's not about the political or ideological divide that may exist around that issue. And of course, you know, most states are prohibited in terms of their own um, state constitutions from pursuing chapter nine. Not all are. But I think he's doing, he's putting a shot across the bow uh, that the stimulus 4.0 that is inevitably going to be pursued is not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, hundreds of billions of dollars to uh, support individual states is not going to happen easily. Uh, I don't think that Senator McConnell, you know, you, you can think he's right on different issues, wrong on issues, including this one. But my point is only that he is reasonably universally known to be quite a tactician 
And I think this is more of a uh, communication to the White House. The Senate GOP is not going to be easily on board with such a a concept. That said, um, federal reserve interventions in the municipal bond market are likely to reach up to half a trillion dollars, 35 billion of Treasury Department equity that gets leveraged up to 13 times. Uh, at least in terms of support through the municipal market and revenue anticipation notes. And um, I believe that it remains to be seen how much support will really be needed. But I do think that um, there's something very politically interesting in what Senator McConnell is doing. The economic data was, of course, horrible. A little trivia, by the way. Um, I believe this is five weeks in a row. It's possible it's only four because everything in my life right now is such a blur. I cannot begin to tell you that the market has gone up, although today it was only up a little bit, although it had been up earlier, a few hundred points, as I said. But um, on the Thursdays of these just god-awful weekly jobless claims numbers coming, each of the last uh, four, if not five Thursdays has seen really big moves up in the market. And even though today the big move became just a small move, the point was each day that the uh, initial jobless claims numbers come, reporting, you know, literally millions of people in aggregate. We're now up to 25, 26 million people that have gone on the unemployment rolls in the last five weeks. Um, The market has moved higher. There's, you know, people can speculate why they think it is. So that is the COVID markets kind of bullet points for the day. There's going to be plenty more uh, tomorrow and over the weekend. And then, of course, we have our weekly dividend cafe coming as well. But to keep this short and sweet for you, I will bid adieu. Please reach out to the Bonson Group anytime, any questions. We hope that you are getting some market insights and general economic policy and health information from our covidandmarkets.com. Thank you for listening. This is David Bonson saying so long, stay healthy, stay well, and be free. Thank you for listening to the Dividend Cafe, financial food for thought. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor of the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced here will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinion, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower should not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions for the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.